0: Thank you for tuning in to Voice of Islam Jamaica. The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at
1: 876-283-9533. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God be to you. Hello dear listeners, welcome once again to Voice of Islam. Here at Voice of Islam, we seek to educate the general public on issues and concerns and also questions that people may have about the religion of Islam. I am your host, Imam Ibrahim Fawson. Voice of Islam is sponsored by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica. And for the knowledge of the new listeners, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is one of the over 70 denominations in Islam. This community believes in the advent of the reformer of the age in the person of His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed. May peace be unto him. The Ahmadiyya Muslim community is spread across over 200 countries and it is a peace-loving community which rejects any form of violence against God's creation. The motto of this community is love for all and hatred for none. Today on Voice of Islam, we are taking a look at an event on the calendar of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community which has become known as the Promised Messiah's Day and also we tie it in with signs of plague. In other words, we shall take a look at the condition the world is going through now which has crippled most people in their uh, confinements and also crippling the, the world economy and our national peace. So to help me discuss these important topics, as usual, I'm joined in studio by Imam Tariq Azim. And for the new listeners, Imam Tariq Azim is the president and missionary in charge of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica. Imam Tariq, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.
0: Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of God be upon you all.
1: Thank you. Um, and in the course of the program, if you want to be part of it, I believe by now, if you are a regular listener, you know what to do. You can send in your message via WhatsApp. 2839533 three, three. again 2839533 three, three. and the code is 876 so Imam Tariq um, as I said we are looking at what has become known as the promised Messiah day and in most cases always when we introduce the Ahmadiyya Muslim community just like I did today we talk about the promised Messiah May peace be upon him. Can you take um, listeners through who the promised Messiah um, was and um, what role does he play in our religious um, dispensation? And then if there are other things you need to add, you, you go ahead.
0: Basically, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, the community that we belong to and we represent, uh, was founded by His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmad. May peace be upon him. And uh, we believe that he is the promised Messiah. So when we refer uh, to the promised Messiah or when we use the term, we are actually referring to the founder of Ahmadiyya Muslim community. Our understanding and our belief is that all major religions of the world await uh, basically a reformer of some form to come and help them, you know, um, connect back to God Almighty. We look at uh, Islam. We look at that majority of the Muslims in the world today are waiting for either a Mahdi or a Messiah, or in some cases both. And uh, then there is, you know, Christians. We look at that they're waiting for the second coming of the Christ, second coming of the Messiah. The Jews are also still awaiting a Messiah. Hindus are awaiting uh, the return of Christian or the second coming of Christian. The Buddhists are awaiting the second coming of Buddha. So all these religions, major religions of the world, we see that they are waiting for uh, a reformer to come in the latter days and bring them back uh, to God Almighty, Connect, help them connect to God Almighty. We believe as Ahmadi Muslims that God sent religions to all parts of the world. God sent prophets to all parts of the world, sure. because the world was not a global village. Um, you know, some, some,
1: some thousands of years ago.
0: Exactly. Not even if you if you look only a few hundred years ago, the world had not yet become a global village, and transportation and communication across the countries was nearly impossible. And if you look a few thousand years ago or a couple thousand years ago, people did not know. That how far or you know where how far on the uh, earth p- other people are existing, meaning we did not know too much beyond our own communities or our own regions. So in those areas, in those far far places, when prophets were coming, they uh, you know guided those people, and when they foretold about the future or the latter days, they said that uh, you know they will the people will see a second coming of the same prophet. So we believe that the second coming of any of those prophets that was prophesied was not to be in physical form. We believe that it was meant in a spiritual form. Another person would come, but w- he would come with qualities or similar characteristics as the first. So Prophet Buddha, Prophet Jesus, Prophet um, you know, Christian, all these different prophets, their qualities, their characteristics were to be found in one prophet. And that we believe is His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, the founder of Ahmadiyya Muslim Community. And we believe he is the promised Messiah, the reformer for this age, one that was supposed to come and unite all religions, bring people, uh, make them realize that all their different prophets gave the same teachings, gave the same uh, religion basically, just with different name or different things. But at the end, all the religions were same. And this is the age, this is the era, when these religions were supposed to be united under uh, the promised Messiah, that is His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, the founder I mean, of so Ahmadia Muslim so. community.
1: Um, I believe this is uh, information that a lot of people are aware about the advent of a reformer, and this reformer is described in many um, ways. I mean, many ways, um, particularly depend upon whatever religion um, we are talking about. In Islam, the reformer is um, described as the Imam Mahdi. In Christianity, he is described as the, the Second Coming of Jesus Christ. And other, in other, um, you know, religions, they have different uh, descriptions for him. Should somebody ask, what is the need? I mean, the importance of the advent of such a reformer? What what yeah. can we tell such a person? The
0: promised Messiah himself has stated that the need for prophets to come. Uh, you know you can assess that need just by looking at the society so when we look around us what do we see do we see people worshiping God day and night do we see them fulfilling the rights of one another very uh, nicely and kindly and taking care of you know um, everybody else in the society no that is not what is happening people have forgotten god almighty in this sure. day and age they have gone away they have become extremely materialistic people have uh, you know disregarded they have started to disregard the rights of one another hence it, it we you know just by looking at the society we see that there is need of a reformer and we believe that reformer has come in the person of his holiness mirza Ghulam ahmed um, you know may god be uh, may god's peace and blessings be upon him and he has founded that community through which, you know, basically this work is carrying on, is carried on, is being continued. And this is why we believe that uh, this was necessary. In another place, the promised Messiah also explains, he says that the purpose of coming of um, prophets of God is to remove that distance that has um, come between man and God so they come to remove that malice or any type of uh, rust that might have come upon the hearts due to w- due to which it cannot connect to god almighty so this is another purpose and we see that today that uh, you know there there might be still um, millions or even billions of followers uh, of uh, you know any particular religion that believes in god but at the same time faith in the hearts of people is gradually dying and as we move forward uh, each generation that passes, we see that more and more people today are becoming atheists. And this is the very reason, this I- explains the need of a promised Messiah or the Messiah to come in this day and age to bring people
1: and give them this conviction that certainly God exists. Thank you very much once again. And um, concerning the prophecies, we, we know that when God, um, you know, decrees that. A person would come, a reformer or a prophet or whatever the title may be, God gives certain prophecies regarding the coming of such an individual, such a fellow. Um, In the Holy Quran, in the Bible, and also Muslims believe in the Ahadith. Could you take us through why, um, you know, what some of these prophecies are and um, are those prophecies fulfilled when we say that we believe that Hazrat Mazar Ghulam Ahmed if the reformer of the age
0: yes absolutely um, the majority of our listeners are either christians they or might not Muslims. be too much
1: familiar with the islamic yeah. terms and so and i will i
0: life. will restrict myself only to two times types of scriptures that okay. is firstly the bible because as i mentioned majority of our listeners are christians sure and secondly i will refer to uh, the holy quran and the sayings of holy prophet muhammad peace yes. be upon yes. him the founder of the religion of islam And other religions maybe we can discuss at another time for the education of our listeners. In the Bible, we all know that uh, Jesus, peace be upon him, has given some signs for his second coming. He has explained that what are those things that will happen before his coming. And then when those signs take place, you should know that the time of Jesus' second coming is near. In Matthew, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 24 we see that basically right from the beginning till end, there are countless signs mentioned. One particular sign that I would like to highlight today is it is mentioned in verse 29 of the same chapter that immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. So here, a sign is given, a to- basically sign is uh, prophesied sure. that... When the second coming or when the Messiah will come, the moon and sun will be eclipsed, meaning both will not give their light. In the history, we see that it happened in the time, in the lifetime of His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmad. I'll come back to it later. That in Islamic scriptures, the same prophecy we find it there as well. So, because of that particular prophecy, many of the Muslim scholars. Came to His Holiness Mirza Gulam Ahmed, asking that regarding your coming, it is mentioned that you know the moon and the sun will be eclipsed. Eclips, yeah. So where we have not seen those eclipses yet, if you are the truthful one, then this sign should be fulfilled. So the promised Messiah, peace it be upon necessary. him, he prayed to God Almighty, and he he sought that uh, you know a sign should be shown for his, uh, uh, this sign should be shown for for his truthfulness, and. It is mentioned that in 1894 and 1895, this you know this sign took place. In 1894, in the eastern hemisphere of the world, uh, the moon and the sun were eclipsed. And then in 1895, the same phenomenon was witnessed in the western hemisphere. Sure. So there was a claimant at that time. That, time. that was His Holiness Mirza Gula Mehmed, peace be upon him. And he said that it will happen during his you know uh, lifetime because sure. god has told him and it did take place you know within a span of 1 month the same uh, the same two eclipses as i mentioned happened within the span of 1 month firstly in 1894 then in 1895
1: and so in islam i think it it mention uh, mentioned the month of ramadan uh, right. certain portions of the month of ramadan and actually it did happen according to According to those dates, yes. In chapter 75, now I come
0: to the Holy Quran. In chapter 75 of the Holy Quran, the same, uh, basically, prophecy is mentioned. That, you know, basically, first the moon will be eclipsed. And then it says that moon and the sun will be brought together. Meaning both will uh, be eclipsed. Both will not give their light. And then, you know, you can say an explanation or further uh, you know uh, explanation is given by his by the founder of islam his holy uh, holy prophet muhammad peace so and al- blessings al- of god be upon him he basically explained that a sign will be given to mahdi as i mentioned earlier mahdi is another name given to the uh, the reformer the reformer of so the latter days that a sign will be uh, t- two signs will be given for our mahdi that have not taken place since the beginning of time And what are those signs, he explains. He says that the moon will be eclipsed and the sun will be eclipsed, both in the month of Ramadan. Ramadan is the lunar month based on Islamic calendar. And he told the exact dates when it will happen. And based on those dates, exactly during the time of promised Messiah in 1894 and 1895, as I already mentioned, the signs, you know, the eclipses took place, Firstly in the Eastern Hemisphere, then in the Western Hemisphere. And because of this, you know, thousands of people accepted the promised Messiah and joined his community because they knew or they had read about this sign uh, in earlier scriptures. So this was another sign, uh, basically the same sign, but both from the Bible as well as the Holy Quran and the the sayings of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, being fulfilled in the time of the promised Messiah,
1: peace be upon him. And uh, I think I must say also that uh, Muslims also believe the Mahadi and Jesus Christ are not going to be two individu- I mean, individual people because there's a hadith which says, Lal Mahadi illal Isa. Lal Mahdi illa Isa, correct. So yeah. the, the, the Mahadi and Isa will be the same and one um, person. But then, just as um, I think the founder of the community also adds that um, when we see the second coming of a person, a prophet, we are not referring to the physical coming of the same person who might have died, you know, 2,000 years um, ago. Because in the Bible, for instance, there is um, a prophecy about the re-emergence um, or the second coming of Elijah. And that was supposed to happen before Jesus Christ, his first coming, you know, should take place. When Jesus Christ came, the, um, the Jewish leaders, basically scholars, came and asked, that um, Elijah is supposed to come before you come. Where is Elijah? Jesus Christ, in his own words, said that Elijah has come, but you did not notice. And then they said, oh, so he was referring to John the Baptist. So I I believe we should have a complete topic about this, um, the second coming of Jesus Christ or the the reformer of the Messiah. But then today, since uh, considering the situation the world is going through, I believe people would want to know much about um, the situation going on now and what the the, the significance it holds for religion and also getting closer to God. So I wouldn't hold you that much on this. We would um, certainly have a complete episode on that.
0: Absolutely. But I mean, it is important to note that the second coming, whenever it is mentioned in scriptures, in the past it has never happened in the physical you know, retur- of the same yeah. person coming, same person returning, it has never happened. So, similarly, when Jesus, peace be upon him, is quoted in the Bible saying that you know there will be his second coming, it is it, sh- it should not
1: be taken literally, particularly referring to the same person who gave the interpretation of Elijah's coming as John the Baptist. In the form of if John. he exactly. is supposed to come again, do we, sh- I mean, should we expect him exactly? It means in that, in that case, we have not learned from the teachings and the lectures he gave. Regarding uh, the coming of um, Elijah.
0: Correct. That is a very valid point. Um, Another sign mentioned uh, in the Bible regarding the second coming of the Messiah is that stars shall fall from heaven. We see this one also fulfilled in the time of the promised Messiah or very close to his time. Um, in 1800, generally there were some great meteor showers, several of them. Sure. And uh, historically, we know if we look at uh, the occurrence of you know major meteor showers, generally in past hundred or two hundred years, there have been you know uh, abundance of greater uh, famous meteor showers. But one particular one took place in 1833. And it is referred to in in the month of November. It is referred to as, uh, you know, uh, that the sky was completely lit up. So many stars are falling that night. It was witnessed particularly in North America. And some people got so scared that they thought that it was a judgment day. That the world is falling apart and everything is just going to, you know, uh, disassemble and go away. And, you know, this is how many stars were falling. So this was, this happened eight in 1833, exactly two years before the birth of His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, Muhammad, peace be upon him, the founder of Ahmadiyya Muslim Community. And now look at this verse. Uh, this is again from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 29. In the same uh, chapter, when Jesus, peace be upon him, explains that, you know, when you look at these signs, you should know that The time of uh, second coming of mine is near. He says, Jesus, peace be upon him, is quoted as saying, Now learn a parable of the fig tree when his branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves. You know that summer is near. So likewise you, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. So this particular meteor shower uh, is uh, one of the most well known in the history because uh, it was witnessed by thousands of people or even more across you know the North American continent and it really you know uh, in many parts of North America really lit up the sky with so many um, uh, you know uh, stars or sh- meteors falling from the from the sky so this is one of the signs that i wanted to mention and when these signs take place if we still do not go out and look for uh, the you know any claimant or any reformer then uh, what is the pro- uh, you know, purpose of these prophecies? So, as a matter of fact, in those uh, years, entire 19th century, 1800s that sure. is, people were constantly on the lookout to see that when the Messiah would descend. And those you know, were fortunate people that accepted him, that is His Holiness Mirza Ghulam that came in fulfillment of the prophecies that were mentioned in, in the previous scriptures
1: thank you very much imam tariq Azim. and as i said if you want to be part of the program please send us your message by way of um, whatsapp uh, text and the number is 8762839533 again 8762839533 and we would um you know get a response for you um in the subsequent uh, program so um after all this are there other signs that um uh, you, you want to talk about Th- there is plenty of signs
0: i mean if uh, uh, somebody is interested definitely more resources can be provided but because of the situation that our world is facing today that is you know covid-19 or the coronavirus i think this sign that i'm going to mention is very interesting and it 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 okay. will uh, resonate with people um During the uh, time of the promised Messiah, that is 1800s, late 1800s and early 1900s, he made a prophecy in 1898 that plague, that is the bubonic plague, it will affect the people in Punjab where he was living in India and it will cause serious devastation. He said that, I have seen in a vision that angels of God are planting black trees in different places of Punjab. Punjab is a, is a very large uh, populated area, uh, one of the very large populated areas within India. Uh, it is now divided into two countries, uh, that is India and Pakistan. And the total population of this region today is more than 100 million. Sure. So it is not a small region, but rather um, you know, a very large region and a very populated region. So he says that in his vision he saw that angels of God are planting black trees in different places of Punjab. These plants are very ugly, frightening, and stunted. I asked the person planting these trees, what kind of trees are these? He replied that these were plague trees which would spread in the country very shortly. So he made this prophecy, this vision that he had, he made this prophecy public.
1: The date, the date of that uh, professor, is
0: 1898. 18, okay. And uh, the uh, basically, you know, this plague came there about five years, four or five years after. Okay. This was, uh, you know, this plague was affecting certain other countries such as China and even further parts of India, but it had not yet entered Punjab, and there was, uh, you know, nobody was afraid of it. No, people, things were completely normal for those years. But because of this prophecy, when it was published, people started to ridicule the, you know, uh, the, the promised Messiah that how can you say that this is going to come here when there is literally no sign of it entering our Or, or no, history,
1: no history of that even happening. No
0: history of that happening. But as it was prophesied, only within four or five years later, it so happened that you know, the plague entered into Punjab and it, you know uh, destroyed, devastated towns cities, people, you know, towns where some of the towns became completely deserted because people, majority of the people in those towns died because of the plague. In, du- you know, during this time, the promised Messiah, His Holiness Mirza Ghulam, peace be upon Him, He said that Allah the Almighty has told me that It was an Arabic uh, revelation, which sure. means that I will, God says, I will protect each and every person that is within your house. The promised Messiah explained okay. that the house should not be taken literally it's over a. here. It refers to those who belong to my community and sincerely and, you know, de- they're dedicated members of the community. No harm will come to them. The government at that time in in India, the sure. British government had developed some vaccines and different protective measures to protect uh, its citizens. The promised Messiah, peace it's be upon him, saying. he said that... Um, the, I encourage the people of Punjab and India generally to take those uh, vaccines and necessary precautions. But we, as Ahmadi Muslims, we have been told by God that sure. we will be protected. Therefore, we cannot take this vaccine because if we do, then this great sign of God will will become, you know, uh,
1: uncertain. That was almost, it almost like was it was it a vaccine that protected them, or it was God's promise that protected them? Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, due to that reason, he said that I say to my members only that they should not take any vaccine if they have firm faith in God and their devout followers, their dedicated followers of the community. But all other people, he said, they should, you know, to protect themselves and prevent as a preventive measure. So, uh, it so happened that as long as the plague affected that region, millions and millions of people died, more than 10 people more than 10 million people in India alone died. But members of the community, wherever they were, they were saved. And the particular town where the promised Messiah lived and and maybe several hundred other members lived, the plague did not enter that town at all, as was prophesied. You know, some people thought that it was maybe a joke and a coincidence. So several people making it, maybe taking it too lightly, said that God has revealed to us that our town will be protected and nothing will happen and you will die of the plague to the promised Messiah.
1: That and his, his opponents who his also opponent the counter counter yeah.
0: challenge or something to him. Sure. What happened? We read in the history, there's so many names that because of their challenge, which was published in either in a book or a newspaper or some place, those very people died most certainly from the plague and became a sign that the promised Messiah Certainly re- uh, received news from God Almighty, and that He is a messenger of God Almighty, and He is that Messiah that has been promised in all the earlier scriptures. Sure. So this was the um, basically a sign, for example, the sign of plague, which we which we witnessed during the time of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, and till this day, uh, it it basically uh, you know testifies to the truthfulness of. Uh, the, the, of the promised Messiah peace upon him. If somebody wishes to learn or read more about this plague, just search Bubonic Plague on, in on the internet, on Google, and read up, or even on Wikipedia, you will find plenty of information that what
1: kind of chaos it caused uh, in, in Punjab and in India in general. And then at this point, I think we should come to, um, as we said in the beginning, that whenever God sends reformers, they come with some specific... You know, uh, purpose. Can you take us through some of the achievements of the Holy Founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community, who we describe as the reform of the age? Absolutely. Um, in the eighteen hundreds, when Promised Messiah, peace be
0: upon him, was uh, commissioned or appointed as a prophet by God Almighty, by as a you know the Messiah, um, there were people attacking God Almighty, existence of God throughout the world. There were people mocking the religion of Islam. There were people mocking the, the founder, pers- the
1: personage of Prophet Muhammad, Muhammad peace be upon Salve. him.
0: And the promised Messiah uh, took up the challenge to answer all allegations of all opponents. He wrote books upon books. And the way he explained, the, the arguments that he gave, and the way he explained were so convincing that we today can still benefit from th- those books and explain to the people that. God Almighty truly exists. Sure. We can explain to the people that Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was a noble prophet of God, the highest prophet of God, one that came to save humanity from all the troubles that, that we face today. These books, our community till this day is using them. And many a times I have witnessed myself that even our opponents sometimes or those who do not be, uh, have, uh, you know, are members of the community take these arguments to defend the existence of God to, tru- uh, you know, to present the truthfulness of Islam to other people. So these books, we, we refer to them as Ruhani Khazain. That is an Arabic word which translates to spiritual treasures. treasures. So these spiritual treasures are there. And if one reads them, one reads a book of the Promised Messiah, uh, he or she will you know, come to this conclusion that this, these words are not of an ordinary person. They're written or said by a person uh, who was certainly from God Almighty. So this is definitely one of his achievements.: Sure. Another achievement of his is founding of Ahmadiyya Muslim community. community. Today, this community uh, is basically, uh, you know, spans over 200 countries of the world in jamaica we have been uh, established here for um, you know more than uh, for about two decades now and uh, our community is growing here by the grace of god almighty it is established in many of the neighboring countries and all over the world and basically the community w- you know you see many many righteous individuals in the community you see that how faith how belief in god how spirituality is alive through them sure their faith in God or their belief in uh, you know, the truthfulness or existence of God Almighty helps others, those who do not yet believe, uh, in believing. establish, establish their, their belief. Exactly. In, in it helps God. them establish belief in God Almighty. So that is the community. And that this community is doing uh, a lot of work in the world for the betterment of humanity. Members of Ahmadiyya Muslim community across the globe stand out. They stand out. They do uh, humanitarian works wherever they are. They promote education uh, among, you know, among the people wherever they are living. Members, non-members, they promote education and they try to provide um, you know uh, all necessary things to take care of the people uh, wherever they are living. Wherever there is a natural disaster, as you would see that members of Ahmadiyya Muslim community are at the forefront and serving humanity. Right. So this this is another thing th- to look at. That in this day and age, if you wish to see God Almighty, you look at the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, and you will see that, you know, um, majority of its members are filled with this certainty and faith, and you can see it in their eyes that God exists. Another or last point I will mention here is uh, the system of caliphate or Khilafat as we refer to it. Sure. After the demise of every prophet, there is successorship. After Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, when he was going away from Jerusalem, according to our uh, Palestine area, according to our understanding, he appointed Peter as his successor. It is mentioned in the Bible. Sure. Before that, when Prophet Moses uh, was, you know, uh, passed, he passed away, he appointed Joshua as his successor. So similarly, after Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, there were several successors. So after the demise of the promised Messiah peace be upon a. him, a. there is a sil- uh, there is a, a chain of successorship. After him, there was uh, the first successor, and currently, the you know we the fifth, we, have we the fifth are exactly one. we are passing through the era of fifth successor, and under the divine guided, divinely guided leadership. Of the fifth successor, our community is excelling and succeeding day by day and
1: you know achieving more and more every single day and also pro- I mean promoting the the peaceful uh, content and message of Islam worldwide absolutely sure absolutely so um,
0: you know the community I, I mentioned as a sign but it is rather the leader that is divinely guided leader that is helping the community move forward progress forward and continue to spread the peaceful message of islam to other other people while practicing the peaceful message themselves also so these are just some of the achievements and then there is many more that you can look at particularly if you study the life of the promised messiah islam and there is definitely books on that that i can recommend short or more detailed books based on the um, based on the reader whatever they're interested in and again if anyone is interested feel free to reach out to us our number is 876
1: 2839533 three three. that is um, a very interesting and important um you know list of items you put through and um, actually for a person who might think that um, when we talk about the the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community as the reformer of the age and his achievements it is not something that he only Uh, his interest was only um, the betterment of of maybe the Ahmedan Muslim community only or the betterment of Islam but then his main objective, core objective was calling mankind back to their creator to establish one, the unity uh, and the existence of God, proof in the existence of God and also letting us know that um, just as God spoke in years before he does speak today if we only adopt the best ways to communicate with him, God speaks also today. As I said, considering what the world is going through in view of coronavirus, COVID-19, as it has been, you know, given the name, um, we want to spend the rest of our time, you know, taking some lessons from that. In your earlier delivery, you mentioned plague as one of the signs. Considering what happened then and what is happening today, can we say that this um, virus, this uh, COVID-19 virus, which is, of course, destabilizing the world, is a sign of the um, truthfulness of the promise of Messiah, or can we clearly say that it is a sign of uh, punishment of God on, on us?
0: Um, you know, regarding the plague that took place in uh, early 1900s in Punjab, India, Uh, that particular plague was prophesied by the promised Messiah
1: communicated by God to him communicated
0: by God to him clearly that this is taking place for your truthfulness so that particular plague and this coronavirus, COVID-19, we cannot uh, compare them in that sense but at the same time regarding the second coming of the Messiah it was mentioned that during his time, plagues and pestilence and all these earthquakes these things, calamities will increase. So based on that, uh, it w- you know we can say that it, it, it um, proves the truthfulness of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, as well. But at the same time, uh, it is not the way that plague was. During that plague, it was mentioned that the members of Ahmadiyya Muslim community, God communicated that nothing will happen to them. So here, no such promise is given by God Almighty. Each and every one of us has to take care of ourselves, and we pray to God that God Almighty takes this Calamity this difficulty away from all of us just like we did in the other plague But here yeah. that promise is not given by God Almighty So we cannot say that it is at the same rank or level as that particular one This is one of those signs that as I mentioned it was mentioned that during the uh, second coming the, the Pestilence or these plagues were supposed to increase so we, we are seeing an increase in just past 20 years we have seen several epidemics taking place in you know, various parts of the world and affecting and killing scores of people and even uh, so this one as we see is a pandemic but also I think uh, it is important to note what the Holy Quran says sure. Holy Quran says What that means is that the um, disorder has become manifest in land and sea because of what the hands have wrought the hands, of the, the, hands of, the hands of the people have, have, have exactly brought, yeah. so, you know, uh, these diseases, these plagues, they have come throughout the history, but now that we see an increase in them, it is because uh, our actions are such today. You know, we are playing with the uh, with things that we should not have played with, and that increases our uh, you know risks of um, you know c- creating different viruses that we cannot or the nature cannot cure and things like that. So that is one of the reasons that we see an increase in these uh, in these viruses and these plagues so this coronavirus um it can be attributed to an extent to the way that our you know humans have been dealing in the past rather i was watching a documentary very recently and it was saying that in 2050 just 30 years down the road we are we should expect more uh serious plagues and viruses or uh, problems to come to this world, health problems to come to this, uh, to humanity. Than this coronavirus, it was referring to the culture uh, of antibiotics that we so easily take. Because of that, our immune systems have, you know, have been getting weaker and weaker. And then all, and many times, uh, th- this is given to the animals that we consume, such as chicken and meat and other, other meats, so that these animals can grow quickly. So those chemicals, and particularly it mentioned antibiotics, that because of that, that our body is consuming. So even if we are not taking antibiotics necessarily for our cure, but the chicken and all these other things that meats that we're consuming or non-organic things that we are eating has is having an impact on our body and it, it will make our body so weak that very soon we can expect even more serious and deadly plagues. I mean, again, I'm just quoting the documentary. Sure. I don't know... How accurate that is! It is not a prophecy or something, but just looking at the pattern, the way our lifestyle is, and it goes back to referring that you know the the disorder has become manifest on land and sea because of what the hands of the people have done. So this is what is going on, and today's virus again is no exception. It is our own wrongdoings of the past that, due to which we we have to suffer sometimes. Um, But at the same time. Um, we pray to God Almighty that God Almighty takes this calamity away from us. This punishment or this, uh, whatever this is, away from us and saves humanity. Because we as Ahmadi Muslims, we pray for world peace. We do not just pray for protection of our own people or our own country or something. No. We pray for world peace that God Almighty take away this calamity from all people. And we also pray that people turn to God Almighty and uh, worship God Almighty as He uh, as He deserves, or as is His right to be worshipped.
1: Going back to the verse you quoted, that is Quran chapter thirty, verse forty-two. Um, yesterday, somebody called me, and was the person was he just wanted to find out whether this virus could be said to be the punishment of God unto us, and um, of course. I quoted this verse to the person that, uh, you know, God has created a lot of um, factors, the laws of nature, and many other factors that God has created. So the person also wanted to know whether, uh, did God know that this was going to happen, and why did he let it happen, and other other things, this kind of question that people always ask. God has created fire, and the law that God has, attached to fire that when you put your hand in fire, fire should burn you. So if you put your hand in fire and you get burnt, you cannot blame God for letting that happen to you because God has given us the free will to choose, I mean, to do good or otherwise. But then the only thing is we are not free from its consequence and, I mean, whatever comes with it. The um, second part of the verse you quoted, Allah says, that beginning from where you, 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 you started, corruption has spread on land and sea because of what the hand of man has brought unto themselves so that he, God, will make them taste the fruit of some of their doings. And by so doing, they will turn back from their evil ways. It is so apt it is so concise with what is going on. Because I think in last week's program, I stated that there are some people that over the course of like one year, last year coming, almost you see their status and there's nothing about God. It's just about, you know, their lifestyle, how they are enjoying life and other things. But then today, these are the same people that when you see them or when they call you, they want to know about God and, you know, they are. you see them posting references and other things. So much so that um, in... In the U.S., as people would say, that um, some people, a lot of people are drifting out from God, away from God. Now, the the urge to believe in God has risen so high that people, anytime they are being interviewed, they talk about God, forgiveness, and other things. So these are some of the things that, as this verse indicates, we human beings might have created this. Of course, there there are some kind of theories. And um, people believe that this could be a biological weapon. Whether it is true or otherwise, it is something that, of course, we cannot blame God for based on the way we live, the way we treat the environment, the way uh, some scientists are playing with life and other, 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 other factors. So it is important that when these things happen, at least there are certain good things we can learn from. That is, it draws us closer to God even much more. Um, there are a lot a lot of a lot of factors, so this is what I wanted us to just you know take a look at. Of course, we empathize and um as you said, we pray that th- there there should be some kind of um conclusion or it should end so soon because we pray for humanity Absolutely. but um human beings, we have done a lot of harm to ourselves that we cannot blame God for everything that happens to us. This morning, I was watching one um, um, like a documentary on on, on uh, Netflix, which has become so common people are sharing and the documentary was uploaded on uh, Netflix two years ago. It was done by some South Korean you know um, film production and they clearly talk about coronavirus, and in the documentary, they talk about how I mean, it affects the human lungs, the re- respiratory system. They talk about it, that it is a um, um, biological weapon. It has no cure. It has no vaccine. And when it attacks people, the rate of damage it does. This thing has been in a movie for like two years ago. So if we are seeing it today, which is fulfilling, I mean, everything is almost like what that uh, documentary talks about. Is it, is it, is it? far from saying that this is something that we might have created onto ourselves. Of course, this is not an official uh, stance by our community, but then we also we look at things that are going around and it kind of gives an indication that we have been playing with fire for quite a long time. Only when the fire explodes, then we begin to blame God and say, why did God allow this to happen to us?
0: Yes, yeah, some people certainly... Uh do that and will do that and again i mean again it is because it is everybody has freedom of speech so sure. you're free to say whatever you want sure. but at the same time uh, as you mentioned earlier that a large majority of people turn to god almighty when they see such calamities we're already seeing this and uh, uh, you know it is it is only a b- the beginning of this this crisis it can get far worse if we don't get a handle on this but at the same time uh, it is already as i mentioned uh, caused uh, so, uh, so many people to turn towards prayers and god and things like that so uh, these calamities where they have their uh, downside they also have their positive side that it makes us realize that our life is very uh, you know um, it's not as we see it or it's not as um, Pa- we are not as powerful as and powerful, mighty sure. as we imagine. It shows how weak
1: how weak we are as human beings, and then they need to rely on um, the most supreme being, and that is what religion is all about. Uh, of of course, God God is merciful, and God has, as the Holy Quran says, um, "My mercy encompasses my anger." So God's mercy encompasses His anger, otherwise. We have done a lot to ourselves that, I mean, if God were to just respond to some of our things, um, we wouldn't be where we are today. Because, to be honest, we have a country, uh, countries around the world, which claim that they were founded on Christianity. And, of course, they should have some kind of biblical teachings in their constitution set up and other things. But then, gradually, almost everything that has to do with God has been taken away from most of the constitutions in the world. Things that clearly the Bible says we should not do, that is what we are doing. Things that clearly the Bible says we should do, that is what we are not doing. Even to the extent that some countries have taken religious education completely from their, um, uh, th- their syllables and their curriculum and other things. It is, it is you know, trying to, on, on indirectly telling God that we can be on our own. But here we are, just an insignificant virus that we don't even see. Yeah. Causing such a devastate, I mean, uh, I uh, I mean, damage to humanity, which shows that we have to be humble, and return to God, and yeah. it is not too late. Yeah. As, as we draw uh, the curtains on today's program, I want us to, I want you to tell us, um, or to take listeners through. Of course, these things are not new; it is something that we have heard them over and over. But if somebody has not heard, uh, listening to this program, um, what are some of the things we can do? to um, take some, in terms of precaution, because, to be honest, this virus is, I mean, uh, wreaking havoc on the world. And as we speak now, there are 700,000 people who have been infected and over 34,000 people who have lost their lives as at, as at today. Um, what are the, some of the things that you can take listeners through as a reminder? Of course, we should say as a reminder. For them to. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, everybody um, out there knows about it. Sure. Knows about the virus and uh, knows about the uh, measures that the government has put forth. We should be listening very closely these days to what measures the government is taking so, and th- what they are implementing, what um, you know, limitations they are putting. So, number one, we are not violating anything. And we are fulfilling all the instructions given by government. For example, government has uh, banned any gathering of more than 10 people sure. as of yesterday. Uh, and uh, so there are similar other things also that uh, we, h- we should stay aware of uh, the government and other restrictions so that we know and we abide by them. That will help us uh, you know, keep ourselves safe. But at the same time, we, we wish to be law-abiding citizens of the country that we reside in. So that's number one. But at the same time, basic things that have been repeated again and again, we need to practice social distancing. What that means is that uh, we, you know, if there is no need to step outside of your house, do not step outside of your house. If you can store some food for two, three, four days, seven days, or even more, depending on your means, do that so that you don't have to go out uh, on a de- daily basis. On a daily basis for unnecessarily just to buy something so small. So try to, you know, um, save some items so that you, don't y- you, you limit your exposure uh, to, to the outside world. This will, number one, save you from any harm, uh, God willing. But at the same time, it will reduce the rate at which this virus is spreading. In the world right now, the virus is increasing, you know, each day it's, it's uh, I- increasing at an exponential rate. A month ago, maybe only a hundred people were, um, you know, getting infected every day. Now that number has reached into, you know, tens of thousands each day, that many people are getting infected. So it needs to be taken seriously. When that many people are getting infected daily, it means that it is putting a serious burden on our, uh, you know, hospitals and clinics and whatnot. So therefore, if too many people, God forbid, get sick at once, they cannot be treated all at once. So therefore, if we practice social distancing, if we, uh, you know, self-isolate or go into quarantine, we are giving uh, ourselves, giving humanity a chance to fight against this virus with minimum casualties, with minimum deaths. That is number uh, two point. And again, going back to the most basic rule, which has been repeated again and again, wash our hands often the rule is that every time you know whenever you get a chance wash your hands apply some soap give yourself 20 seconds and rinse your hand properly after that and uh, again if you go outside and you come back inside make sure that you get rid of your clothes put your clothes clothes in the laundry so that uh, if any virus or any uh, bacteria remains on that it does not come into uh, contact with you or any other member of the family so these are just certain basic instruction
1: with uh, keeping the time in mind uh, that i wanted to mention and then also um one thing that people have not taken interest in is um the kind of items when you bring like bags or phones when you bring your phones you go out use your phone of course you might have washed your hand clearly completely as prescribed but then you touch your phone and the phone is not cleaned so that could also be a source of, I mean, contamination. Our wallets and other things, watch and other things. And as much as possible, if we don't have to go out with watches and phones and other things, that, that should be the best way so that uh, we don't expose ourselves even more. And um, as we bring this um, program to a close, I want to, you know, um, take us through one Quranic verse. And this is in chapter number 40 verse 22 where Allah the Almighty says, let me read the English. Have they not traveled in the earth and seen what was the end of those before them? They were mightier than this in power and in marks that they left in the earth. But Allah sees them, that is when they went against God's directives, Allah sees them for their sins. And they had no protectors besides God. B- with this, I say that um, as others might believe, if it is something wrong that we ha- ourselves have you know, done, which might have caused this unfortunate incident or situation on ourselves, we pray, we should all pray collectively as a country and seek, uh, seek forgiveness from God and try to also mend our ways and then also as part of our usual thing. We pray that Allah, the Almighty, takes care of our listeners and the country and the whole world um. protecting each and every one of us from this um, you know, uh, calamity. Until we come your way next time with another interesting episode from the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, it is love for all, hatred for none, and Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi barakatuh
2: mm. Madin, salleh sal, sal-